Well, this is wonderful. Well, Aloha Mission Church. Children, you are dismissed to go to Sunday school. I want to make that loud and clear. <laughs> wonderful. Well, last week I began a brand new sermon series called The Blessing of Inconvenience. And, um, and, and I got a lot of response, by the way, from that. So thank you for everybody that uh, shot me a note or let me know how much the, uh, the message um, spoke to you. And that was great. And, and uh, the message, in fact, was called The High Cost of Convenience. And um, I used gas, a convenience store gas, as kind of my example of the high cost of convenience. And I, I juxtaposed that to uh, going to Costco and, and looking at the difference. And naturally, you would understand that, that uh, convenience store prices are much, much, much higher. But I didn't realize how high it was getting. And, and I'm really grateful that uh, Jim Curdy sent me this picture of uh, a convenience store gas price here in San Diego. Look at that. It is, if you can't see it, it's $6.79 for the cash oh, and the credit price. It's the same. But my goodness, that is uh, as high as I've ever seen it, right? So when you see gas prices that high, you can be assured of two things. First, it's going to be very convenient for you to go there. <laughs> in fact, that's what it's going to look like when you get there. No one's in line to, uh, to go pay for gas when it's $6.79. So the alternative is to go to Costco, right? Where the last time I was there, it was at $5.05, but it's now up to $5.40 or something like that. But if you go to Costco, that's what you're going to face the long lines, the hassle, but you'll save a lot of money, especially you put in a full tank of gas. You know, you can save $25 on a full tank of gas if you go to Costco. It's just that convenience truly does cost a lot more. And, and that was my, my message last Sunday. And in my message, I reminded you that convenience is everywhere. Right, um, And I gave you some examples about how convenience has seeped into just about everything we do. Just raise your hand because I'm putting my hand up. How many of you guys bought something on Amazon this week like I did? Yep, there you go. Everybody did, right? Because it's so convenient. You don't have to go to the store. It gets dropped right at your doorstep. How many of you ordered from Grubhub this week? Uh, uh, yeah, okay, I see those hands. <laughs> That's, that's so convenient. Now, this one I don't expect any. How many of you guys bought a car from Carvana? Nobody? Where? Was there a hand? Kenny, you got a car from Carvana? You can order a car on your phone and it gets dropped off at your doorstep, right? That's the nature of convenience. And it's everywhere. But I reminded you last Sunday that some things in life were never meant to be convenient. Close personal friendships. The ones that you have in your own life that I'm talking about. You, you guys know what those relationships are. They, they aren't convenient. Because they're built on trust and respect and, and a deep love for one another. And, and to build lasting trust and respect and that kind of love 
is inconvenient. It doesn't just happen overnight. It takes oftentimes years to build that kind of relationship. And because of that, it requires a lot of time. And it requires a great commitment from both sides. And you have to go through a lot of, the word I use is hassle, you know, the hassle of it. But when you do that, and you take the time, and you build that commitment, and you go through the hassles of being with each other, the end result is the blessing of this inconvenient relationship that you have that just pours life into you and into the other person. Because that's what relationships, healthy, strong relationships look like. They're inconvenient. But convenient relationships, they, they, and, we, and we all have them, right? Relationships with people that are just convenient. They're oftentimes shallow they lack the closeness and the intimacy. And it's not because anything's bad. It's just you don't have maybe the time to invest into the relationship. There's not the same amount of trust that you share with one another. It has no sense of intimacy. And uh, we all have relationships like that in our lives as well, too. And here's the thing, right? Our relationship with God is built the same way. The more convenient our relationship gets with God, the less close we feel with Him. The less intimacy we have with God, we don't put in the time or the effort, we don't put in the hassle that it takes to build that deep, lasting relationship that God desires to have with us. And I sincerely believe we desire to have with God as well, too. This past Wednesday, when I was meeting with my Dish.com group, that's the discipleship group that, we, that meets on Wednesday nights, as I was talking, we, we were talking about, you know, the, we were talking about the commitment of what it takes to be a part of the Dish.com group. Because not only do you show up on Wednesday nights and you know we share a nice meal together and we talk about the, the scriptures, um, we, we ask everybody to, to read Bible verses every, every week. In fact, it's a couple chapters each day. And then, not only that, we ask people to take notes on what you've learned and read. And then you bring all that you've learned and read back to Wednesday so we can have a great deep discussion. And as I have talked to all the other Dish.com leaders, everyone has said, man, the discussions were amazing. We had a great group, huh, Noah? It was fabulous, deep, provocative, people bringing insights because they took the time to, to prepare all of that. And then I realized that that dish.com group that we have, we, we even ask all of the adults to memorize scripture. When is the last time you were asked to memorize scripture? Some of us, it was back in Sunday school when we were just children, right? And we're adults today, and no one ever asks us to memorize scripture. But here we do. And is that convenient? No, it's not. But you know what it does? It gives us a relationship with the word of God that maybe you, you might not have had before. So I realized that being a part of Dish.com is a, is a request, it's an ask of inconvenience, right? 
Because not only do, do we meet just once a week, which is plenty, we, we ask you to be a part of doing something on a daily basis. Reading the Bible every single day. Memorizing scripture. Taking notes. All of that requires time. It's, it's a hassle sometimes, right? But I'll remind you that it is in the hassle it is in the inconvenience that the deep abiding relationships that we enjoy flourish. And so, if you've not grown up in the church, some of us weren't, I wasn't. My, my parents uh, became Christians after I became a Christian. So, I didn't grow up in the church, but when I first became a Christian, the church handed me a Bible. And they said, read this. <laughs> like, okay. And I, I had, you know, not a great understanding of what I was reading. And, and then building a, a, a practice of getting into God's word on a daily basis is, is for some people, it's a new way of life. If, if, you've, if you're not in the word every day, asking someone to say, hey, would you read this every single day and get to know this real well? That's a... That's a big ask of someone. It's a great commitment to, to study God's word and to understand it and to live it well. And for a lot of people, and dare I say, I'm going to go out on a ledge here, even people that grew up in the church, that's not the norm. And fitting this new way of life into your current life could be inconvenient. In fact, I will say that it is. But here's the truth that I sincerely believe. It's not that we don't have time for this. The truth is that it just doesn't fit the current rhythm of our lives. We got all this stuff going on. We do all these things. And now you want me to read the Bible every day? Are you, you serious? Yeah. That's, that's what it takes to be a disciple. And fitting this new way of life into your daily rhythm of life is, is something different and something new. And so today, my sermon is on the screen. It's called Changing Your Rhythm. My, my, my message today is a, is a message to challenge you to look at your life and see the amazing value of spiritual practices that you can incorporate into your life to build this dynamic relationship that God desires to have with you. And if that's not something that is currently a part of your life, then, then the message today is this. We need to change the rhythm of our lives to incorporate these spiritual practices, so that the joy of serving Jesus can be ours. The passage of scripture that I have for you today comes from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. You guys ready for this passage? It's really good. Bring out your Bibles, okay? Get out your phones. Well, it's going to be on the screen. In fact, you know what I ought to do? I should, I should not put anything on the screen, so you guys got to bring out your Bible, shouldn't I? Because putting, putting this Bible verses on the screen, you know what that is? Convenient, yeah. 
Tim, don't put the Bible verse on the screen, okay? Ha <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna live into this sermon series. Get out your phones and your Bible. In fact, bring your Bibles to church every Sunday. Here we go. Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty. Jesus says this: Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, (laughs) I, I love, love, love this passage of Scripture. Because Jesus' response to a weary and burdened life is this. Come to me. Jesus' response to a weary and burdened life is build a better relationship with me so that this burden you feel gets lifted. I'm going to read for you this same passage from the message translation. When I read it, I'm like, oh, this is the heartbeat of my message today. If you have the message Bible, you can follow along. If not, on your U version, just click the NIV, scroll down the message, hit that. And uh, don't put it up, Tim. Hear the word of the Lord from the message Bible. Are you tired, worn out? Burned out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. What Jesus is saying here in this passage is this. You know that burden, that burden of faith that sometimes we feel? Got to go to church. Got to read the Bible. I got to, pastor always asks us to come to pray at 6.30 in the morning. That burden What Jesus is saying is this. It is not the excessive and inconvenience of our time that makes those things a burden. The feeling of the burden and the weariness comes because we have lost the intimacy we have with Jesus. You know that friend that I began talking about? That close personal friend, the person that you love to spend time with. When you spend time with that person, is it ever a burden? No, not at all. In fact, we make plans to spend time with the people that we love the most, don't we? And any time that you can capture with that person is always a blessing. And when it comes to Jesus, Think about this. Why is it that you feel so close to Jesus on Sundays? Well, maybe 
It's because that's the day you've spent the most time with Him. And because you have, there's not the feeling of the burden because you enjoy this beautiful, warm, close relationship with Him. And I'm convinced, I am so convinced that it's never a burden to spend time with Jesus when we are madly in love with Him. Oh. We always make time for the relationships that matter to us the most. And that is the reason why Jesus' solution to the weariness and the burden of faith is come to me. It almost sounds like a contradiction in terms, right? What? Come to you. You're only going to make my life busier. (laughs) Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm going to make our relationship better. And when it's better, that weary feeling that you have, that goes away. When it's better, that burden that you feel, it goes away. It's like when you spend time with the person that you love the most. I want that to be me, says Jesus. Come to me. Get away with me. Walk with me. Work with me. Instead of what most people normally do when they feel burdened, instead of drawing closer to Jesus, they run away. Instead of leaning into a closer relationship with Jesus, they retreat from Jesus. And you retract from the church. Jesus' solution to the weary and the burden is to deepen your relationship with Him. Embrace the inconvenient relationship that Jesus wants to have with you. And before you know it, that burden starts to be lifted. And we move past the surface relationships that we have with Jesus and we enter into this intimate, close relationship where our soul truly finds rest. Because Jesus, he has a gentle and humble heart. And he's not interested in laying anything heavy or ill-fitting upon you. More than anything, he wants your relationship with him to thrive and grow and be established. And I love the message when it says, Jesus wants to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, let that sink in for just a moment. What is the unforced rhythms of grace? Everybody has a routine in their life. You have one, and so do I. Everybody has a rhythm that they go through in life. What's your rhythm? It's a rhetorical question. I don't mean for you to answer it out loud. (laughs) But we all have a rhythm in our life, right? And what I am here to do today is to ask you to take a look at what that rhythm is. And see if there is not space that you can carve out and create and make time for Jesus. 
And here's something that I want to confess to you about my life. And that is this. When the rhythms of my life get so busy, and sometimes it does, and I got no room to include God in it, that's when I start looking for convenient and comfortable ways to include God into my hectic and busy life. You guys ever do that? I doubt you do, but that's sometimes the things that I have done in my past. I compartmentalize my life and I start to schedule God in because my life is so busy, it is so hectic that I can't find a time to include Jesus in and I have to pencil him in into my hectic and busy life. I compartmentalize my life to put God into it. And so, I put down my Bible and grab my day timer. And I say, okay, God, hmm. Uh, you can have Sunday mornings between 9 o'clock, because that's when Sunday school starts, right? <laughs> and then uh, church goes till about noon. And then, um, oh, we get prayer here. Uh, oh, Wednesday nights is dish.com. And God, what I'll do is, uh, let's see, I'll put you in three times a day before I eat. Make that four, because I love second breakfast. <laughs> and, and, you know, we schedule time in for God. And you know what happens? This is what happens. We take God and try to find time for him in our busy schedule. This is what lives look like when you start to compartmentalize yourself or compartmentalize God into your hectic and crazy and busy life. Dare I say that God never meant for our relationship with him to look like this, where we try to schedule him in to the frantic life that we're living. Can I show you a new rhythm of life where we take every second of our lives and we place it in God's story so that our lives become a part of his story. And we're not compartmentalizing our lives so only fit God where it's convenient and comfortable for Him to be. So God, you get Sunday, but Monday through Friday, that's work. And I can only fit you in when I pray and eat. Except on Wednesday nights when we all go to dish.com, right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> oh, come on, church. you got to join us. Because it's a call to inconvenience. And that's where our lives and relationships flourish. Church, God never meant for our lives to look like this. Where we're just trying to pencil God in to moments of our lives. If we learned anything from our stewardship sermon series, we learned this. That everything has come from God. And everything belongs to God. Every minute that we have is His already. All 24 hours of our day is God's gift to us. And knowing this helps us maybe to change the rhythm of our lives to incorporate and include God into it so that the burden of doing the things that God calls us to do is, is, is moved aside because of the deep abiding relationship that we are growing with Christ. Hmm. We all have rhythms in our lives. 
And the reason we have these rhythms is because it's comfortable for us to move into. And now, Pastor Gordon is preaching on this sermon series of the blessing of inconvenience, and he's changing everything. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable. Amen? That's the most amens I've gotten this whole time. And if that's an amen, I'll gladly take it. Because it's telling me that you're open to the uncomfortable move of God in your life. And that's a good thing, church. That is a great thing. When you feel the Holy Spirit in you right now, burdening you to say, mm, Gordon's saying something, you better listen. Uh, I'm saying something, says the Holy Spirit. Pay attention. Because it's in this uncomfortability. It's in this inconvenience that we will find a deeper relationship with God. And it is there that joy comes in your relationship with God. That's the joy. Because it's grown. It's deep. A convenient relationship with God is its really no relationship at all. It's not the kind of relationship that God desires with us anyway. Like I said, the reason we feel so close to God when we enter into this place is because we've given God some extra time to spend with us. And maybe God desires all of your time. That he might enjoy you and you enjoy him. Because the more time spent together, the closer we become. It's true. The more time you spend with me, the closer we'll become. The more time you spend with Jesus, the closer you'll become with him. And Jesus invites us to include him into the rhythm of your life. In fact, our Bible verse tells us his first words are, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. And church, this, what I'm about to say to me is very important, and I need you to hear it well. I want to be very clear that my desire to inconvenience your life, to build a stronger relationship with God, does not mean that your life needs to get any busier than it already is. Nobody here desires a busier life. We're tapped out already. That's why my sermon today is called Changing Your Rhythm. Don't want you to be busier. Maybe if we look at the rhythm of our lives and we begin to change that rhythm, instead of getting busier, we'll feel more peace. Instead of adding things to your life, what if we take away things that add no value? And instead, replace that time with the, the time that we ought to spend with God. I'm guilty of this, just as much as any of you are, except for the Barneses. I'm going to say, Dave and Vernice Barnes, you're not guilty of this because you don't have cell phones. <laughs> but what if we spent just 30 minutes less mindlessly scrolling on social media? And we redeem 
30 minutes for the Lord. I'm not asking you to do anything more. I'm just asking you to change that rhythm of your life. And instead of spending 30 minutes doing this, put that down and grab one of these and spend 30 minutes with Jesus here. It could be the seed that's planted that ultimately revolutionizes your life because the relationship that you have with Jesus will blossom and grow. That seed will bear fruit if we continue to water it. And we redeem that time and allow that inconvenient interaction right here to draw closer to Jesus. This small change in the rhythm of your life to include spiritual practices will plant great seeds for the kingdom of God. And so what I'd like to do is just talk about some spiritual practices that we can do together as a church to change the rhythm of your life, to incorporate these simple things and it's, it's nothing revolutionary. It's nothing new. Everything I say to you will be things that, that maybe we should be doing all along. And when we incorporate these spiritual practices into our lives, the feeling of that burden and that time spent with Jesus becomes rest for your soul. And it adds peace to your life and joy in your relationship with Him. Because... You're living in a new rhythm of life. And so the first rhythm is the rhythm of prayer. How many of you pray enough every day? I I just pray enough. Thank you. (laughs) We could all create some space to meet with God in prayer. And I'm not here to guilt you into doing anything. All I'm asking you to do is change the rhythm so that you can create space to enjoy this beautiful rhythm of prayer. Oh, Colossians 4.2, my favorite verse on prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That word devote is so important, right? You, you don't devote yourselves by just trying to find time to be better at something. You devote yourself because you've made time to, to, to give yourself the time and devote yourselves to it. And Jesus was devoted to prayer. He made time for it. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Now, you obviously think Pastor Gordon's going to say we ought to come to 6.30 prayer on Wednesdays. You ought to come to 6.30 prayer on Wednesdays. <laughs> but that's, that's not it. All the time that we spend with God in prayer is important. On Sunday mornings, we meet at 8 o'clock in the morning out in the courtyard. What if we change the rhythm of Sunday morning to incorporate that into our lives? On Mondays at noon... Tuesdays at 8.30 in the morning and Wednesdays, oh, dark 30, 6.30. Now that the time is changing, it's going to get dark. It was beautiful for a long time. We were meeting when it was bright light at 6.30 in the morning, but it's going to get dark again, just like when Jesus 
prayed early in the morning while it was still dark. You want to be more like Jesus? Come join us. Jesus was devoted to prayer, and that was a rhythm in his life. Then there's the rhythm of God's word. On Wednesday night at dish.com, I shared a simple teaching of how to grasp the word of God and all the guys in my uh, dish.com group heard it. And I'll just quickly share it with you. Everybody hold your Bibles up or your phones, whatever you use. Okay? Balance it on your thumb, just like this. Okay? Your thumb, help me out, guys. What is the thumb? Hearing. <laughs> it's hearing the word of God, right? Hearing. Can you come up here? Okay? You're going to be stand right here. So, this thumb is hearing the word of God. Everybody put your thumb up like this. It's hearing the word of God. And this lesson is called grasping God's word. Pull this out of my hand. What I have just shown you is that just by hearing God's word, you will never grasp it. Coming to church every single Sunday and listening to my great sermons, (laughs) you will never grasp God's word. It's not until you hear it, and then everybody hold up your index finger. This is reading God's word. And watch this. Pull the, pull the Bible out. Wow. I have a grasp of God's word, but it is not that strong. I get to hear it, and I read it, but when you get together with other people and you start to study it, when Noah starts to speak into the life of the scriptures, which he did so well, and I, was, I learned so much from you, even in dish.com, you hear it, you read it, and you study it with others, check how strong your grasp becomes. Come on, take two hands. Oh, was my grasp stronger? It sure was, right? Because you know why? We're hearing it on Sundays when we come. We're reading it every single day. And on Wednesdays we get together and we study it. And then we ask people to commit it to memory. And that's the, the, the third, the, 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 uh, the ring finger. You read it, you hear it, you read it, you study it, and then you memorize it and watch this grasp. Ugh. And then you can go sit down. And the pinky is to apply God's word into your life. And when you do all of those things, you know what happens? Your grasp on God's word becomes so strong that nobody's going to rip it out of your hands, Trevor. It's very inconvenient to spend all that time doing all of those things in God's word. But I tell you what, the relationship that you have with God's word infinitely grows. Because that's the nature of inconvenience when it comes to relationships. It grows deeper. You fall more and more in love with it. One of the things that I heard from my group on Wednesday night is, as we're going through this study on Jesus through Genesis, and we go, they said, I never saw how Jesus intersects all through Genesis. But I'm beginning to see it for the first time after I've spent all these years in this word. 
And how amazing is that, that we can grow in our understanding of God's word after how many years we've already looked at it because we're getting a stronger grasp of it every single day. Changing the rhythm of your life to include the rhythm of prayer and the rhythm of God's word only makes the relationship that you have with Jesus stronger and stronger and stronger. And it is that beautiful, close relationship that relieves the burden that Jesus talks about. Are you weary and burdened from your faith? Come to me. Walk with me. Let me show you the rhythms of grace and how this burden can be lifted because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then the last rhythm is the rhythm of rest. Oh, don't we need that? And Jesus promises that for your soul as you come closer to him. The rhythm of rest. In, in Hebrews 4.10, 4, 9 and 10, it says this, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. This Sabbath rest is something that God created us to have. But the true Sabbath rest comes in resting in Jesus. And that's why Jesus invites us to come to me and you will find rest. When we come to Jesus, what we do is we, 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 we in my notes it says, we add him to the rhythm of our life. And I don't know if that's what I really want to say. Instead of adding Jesus to the rhythm of your life, what if we say Jesus becomes that rhythm and we begin to remove things that just add no value and instead allow what adds value to take root in our lives. But as I finish my sermon today, I want to just bring a word of caution. Making time for these spiritual practices, making time to pray and seek God in prayer, it's not just asking God for things, <laughs> but building our relationship with Him. And it doesn't just come from asking. It comes from listening and obeying. Making time for these spiritual practices. Spending time in God's Word. That this doesn't become some legalistic ritual that Pastor Gordon says we got to do, so <sighs> here we go. Right? God doesn't want you to pray or to read his Bible just because he said so. That's some religious obligation, not what we're after. More than anything, Jesus wants you to experience the deep relationship that grows when we answer his call to come to him to draw near to him. And the reality is that when we don't spend time in prayer and when we don't spend time in God's word and we're going without any rest, we don't want anyone in this church to feel guilty for that. More than anything, 
Do you know what I want you to feel? Hungry. And a longing to fill your life with something that you know gives you life. Like food and water and Jesus. My desire to inconvenience your life is so that you can build a stronger relationship with God. And I'm telling you right now, it doesn't mean that your life needs to get any busier. I don't want that. And you don't want that. Nobody wants a busier life. My call is to change the rhythm. And the first step is to come to Jesus. Hear the word one more time. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Jesus says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and learn to live freely and lightly. Will you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, today my prayer for our church is that we all take the step to come to you, Jesus. To take that step, Lord God, of saying, I don't want to feel weary and burdened for the things of my faith. Instead, I want to thrive in that because I know that that is what God's desire is for me. I don't want to feel like it's a burden to read the Bible or to pray. I want it to be joyful. I want it to add life. And I know, Lord God, that when our relationship with Jesus is in the right place, when it is growing and thriving, every moment that I spend with him is going to be like spending time with my best friend. Oh, Father in heaven, We want to just surrender anything right now in our lives that keeps us from that close relationship with you. I pray this for the church. And as you're listening to this prayer, would you just allow the Holy Spirit to move in your heart, to listen. And if the Holy Spirit burdens you with anything, it is to release and let go. Would you just say, I give it up, Lord. And surrender that to God. If there's anything that that gets in the way of changing your rhythm, give it up. Surrender it to the Lord because God wants to take that from you. And ask Jesus for help. Changing is one of the hardest things to do. But all things are possible with God. And so, dear God, today, help us to change our rhythm. 
Help us, Lord God, to draw closer to you, to deepen our relationship with you. And Lord God, from all of that inconvenience, may we find the deep joy of walking with you because we have come to you. And it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.